0: coaches chat. I'm your host, Betsy Foster, personal trainer for over 12 years. I started on a completely different career path and headed into personal training with just a piece of paper that said I could do it. I learned along the way, building a successful personal training career in commercial gyms. Privately and remotely and now I'm here to help you whether you're a new grad a career changer or somebody who's already a pro just looking to get better I'm sharing what I know the stuff the textbooks didn't teach you and bringing on other colleagues to share their Experiences and I'm doing it with compassion big smiles and a lot less bravado than you've come to know in the fitness industry I'm happy you're here. Let's get going Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Coach's Chat. I'm Betsy, I'm your host. Um thank you as always for listening. Today we're talking about talking to your client about their alcohol consumption when it's getting in the way of reaching their goals. This request came from a trainer. I love the topic. Um It is probably going to be a delicate conversation that you're going to have. And I have some strategies you can use. So we're going to get into that. I just want to remind you that I do have a little contest going on, The Road to 100. We're almost to 100 episodes. And so if you are a podcast listener, if this has been something that you have enjoyed, you get something out of, by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts, you can be entered to win a gift card. Um, All you have to do is leave that review. You're going to screenshot the review and DM it to me at foster underscore strength, or you can send it via email to betsy at bfosterstrong.com. Again, that's just because it takes a little bit for the reviews to show up as well as you have a different name on there. So I want to make sure everybody gets their credit. Um, If you've already left one before the contest started, please screenshot it and send it my way because that is also going to count too. I'm excited. I'm going to announce the winners on episode 100. And this is just going to help me get the podcast out to other people. The reviews are wonderful that are there so far. I really, really appreciate them. And I'd love to hear from you. All right, let's jump into the episode. So I got a message from a trainer. What an incredibly insightful question. So I'm just going to read it to you, and, um, and then we'll get into the episode. It says... Um, I have a client whose alcohol consumption is getting in the way of their goals. I am unsure how to delicately bring this matter up or offer suggestions, even though they have told me they want to change this behavior. Do you have any suggestions? Oh, love it. Thank you. You know who you are. I appreciate it. Um, Okay, so alcohol consumption is a tricky one, right? Because in so many ways, it's a really personal decision. Some people drink, some people don't. We know that from a just straight up scientific point, alcohol consumption is not good for your health. You know, you are choosing, if you choose to drink alcohol, and this is no judgment on anybody, whether you choose to or not, um, is, is just point blank not good for you. Now there are many things that people do and choose to do that aren't good for them. And so you know, alcohol has a has a place socially. It's certainly a part of building relationships in some circumstances. It's part of, you know, a culinary experience. There are lots of elements to it. So just from a like general health standpoint, it's not good for our bodies. For fitness goals, it's often getting in the way because of of a lot of different pieces. You know, it's going to get in the way of muscle protein synthesis. There's the dehydration aspect. There's the you know um, caloric density with no nutrient value. There are lots of aspects to alcohol use that are going to stand in the way of fitness goals. Now this trainer acknowledged and and that's going to be part of the part of the conversation here is that trainer acknowledged that this individual has noted previously that they believe their alcohol consumption is standing in the way of their goals or um yeah like i had just read it it uh Oh, it's something, it's a a piece of their behavior they want to change. So that's definitely going to allow us to have a little bit more of a conversation. But let's go back to the things we probably want to understand about someone's alcohol consumption. So we probably want to know a little bit more about where alcohol fits in this person's life, i.e., are they a casual drinker, you know, in a, on a lot of, um, intake forms, there'll be questions about alcohol consumption so that you can gain better information. If you're a trainer who creates their own intake form, this would be good information to have. Remember that self-reported information can sometimes be um, inaccurate, but it'll give you a picture of at least how they view their own alcohol consumption. So we're going to want to know a little bit more about it. Is this a social drinking thing? Is this a with a few meals. What kinds of drinks are they having? All these things are going to be important information for us. You know, binge drinking versus one drink every so often. Um, that That's going to be good information to have. We want to know what's standing in the way of the fitness goal. So is it literally the caloric intake of Drinking a lot of alcohol, meaning a lot of quote unquote empty calories? Is it the behaviors or the habits that come out of drinking? So, is it the lethargic days with a hangover? Is it the foods consumed when you're really drunk and you're just like eating a lot of extra food or foods that weren't really what you intended on eating? Are you slower to recover? We know that it's going to, you know, impede our recovery. So are you having trouble getting around to the next workout? Are the numbers never moving as far as, you know, progressive overload goes? So are you not ever being able to lift more weight or do more reps or anything like that because the alcohol is standing in the way? These are things that we kind of want to know, um... I'm maybe inferring that some of the fitness goals are about body composition, so maybe body weight or body fat, and that's something that alcohol is definitely going to get in the way of in a lot of ways. So if that's the case, we're going to want to find out a little bit more, like I said, about sort of the foods that you're consuming around. Um, are, Are they tracking these calories from alcohol? Things like that. Now, An important distinction here, and this is where it gets tricky, and I am not a licensed psychologist, um, therapist, um, I have no tools for, like, intervention in this way, but determining whether something is a substance abuse issue that requires something outside of your scope is probably something worth noting too, um, And whether or not you are going to be the person to speak with them about that or whether that's someone else in their life, I I can't, I don't necessarily, I'm not making that assumption about this case, but it could be the case in with another client at another time. So it's something to just think about that in those cases, you don't have the skills to support or intervene there. And and figuring out a way in which to handle that is going to be super delicate. Um, and I haven't had the direct experience of having to speak with someone about a more serious substance abuse issue. Now, if substance abuse isn't the problem, and it's more about these behavior cycles that are Are hard to break, and that these behavior cycles are impacting the client's ability to achieve their goals. There are ways you can help, and there are ways to bring up the conversation. So, as this person mentioned, um, their client has already said this is a behavior they want to change. I think that sometimes opens the door to really asking pretty direct questions in terms of, hey, how are you feeling with your goals around alcohol? That's not saying, hey, did you have a lot to drink this weekend? Hey, do you feel like you're drinking a lot? It's how are you doing? How are you feeling like you're doing around your goals that relate to alcohol? something of that nature. Again, it's it we're we're taking the judgment out. And I would never assume that this trainer would would uh, approach with judgment and I can't imagine you guys would either. Um but the way we phrase things can open up more conversation or can close the person off to conversation. So if someone's already brought up alcohol, they've they've said it multiple times as they believe it's something that they want to change, then I think that kind of conversation can, you can have that kind of conversation starter. One in which where you directly ask, how's it going in terms of alcohol? Or how are you feeling like you're doing with your alcohol goals? Whatever that may be. And you can kind of tailor it to that person. Now, if that individual has not ever brought up alcohol or they they talk to you about it, but they have yet to make the connection or at least certainly not told you they notice a connection between their alcohol consumption and their struggle to reach their goals. You're going to have to come at, come at it from another way because it does feel like a delicate conversation and you don't want ever want someone to assume you're passing judgment on their behaviors. So you may want to ask something like, What do you think is the biggest factor getting in the way of your progress? This may open the door to alcohol. What do you think is the biggest factor getting in the way of your progress? If that opens them up to alcohol or to partying or to whatever the conversation may be, then you can follow that up with, what are some things you think you could change about that? So in that instance, you've opened it up so that they can bring it up, and then you've opened the solution line to get their suggestions first. They can tell you right away what they, ca- they believe they can do. Sometimes in that, they might even say what they can't do. What are some things you think you could change? Oh, I definitely could cut out a night of drinking, but I, I definitely Love going out for happy hour. I'm not going to skip happy hour. Boom, you have that information that they like. That's a non negotiable for them. If this isn't a substance abuse issue, you're going to talk to them about, oh, it sounds like you really value the socialization and the fun that you have and the taste of the drinks at happy hour. So we're not going to try to take that away. Can we cut down the number of drinks on that night? Is there a way to take breaks in between and have a little more water to see if you really? want to have all of that? Can we talk a little bit about the foods that you're eating with your drinks at happy hour? Okay. Again, those are all like little things and it could depend entirely on the person, but those are ways in which you can open up the conversation to how this fits into their life. You can make suggestions without asking them to change the things that are most important to them. We know that if you're trying to create sustainable change. Me asking you to give up your absolute favorite thing is going to be a recipe for failure. You may succeed for a little while, but can you maintain it because you're unhappy with the kind of lifestyle you're you're forcing yourself to lead, lead or you're being forced by your trainer to lead? So, You know, you can make the suggestion of lower calorie options, more water in between, less total number of drinks, different kinds of food choices, whatever that may be. Let Fewer nights of drinking. Again, it's not really about the specifics. It's about how you're having that conversation. So that's one way if they haven't brought it up. Another way I think that can be helpful if that... So let's say you bring it up and or you ask them the ge- generic question of something like, what do you think is the biggest factor getting in the way of your progress and alcohol has nothing to do with it? You might come to a conversation again with, hey, uh, seems like you're frustrated about your progress toward your goals. Let them confirm that to you. Can I make a few suggestions around things that have worked for Other clients I have. And then you can decide if any of those will work for you. Boom. I have opened it up to, I've already used these before. They've been successful for people. I'm going to throw them at you and you are in the driver's seat. You are the person who is in charge here. Get to decide which of these solutions you think might work for you. Again, you're, you're really putting the power in their hands and you are simply acting as someone who is creating room for suggestions or room to talk about it. I love this solution because you also give them a moment where like other people have had to deal with this too. When someone who might be struggling with like embarrassment and or shame around their alcohol use, if they know other clients have had this experience, they may feel more willing to talk about it. So then in that moment, you can have some alcohol-related suggestions. You can also have some food-related suggestions. You can have some sleep-related suggestions. I actually think this might be a great opportunity for you to make a newsletter-style thing or like a fact sheet or something that can live on your website or a resource for all your clients where you just have like a long list of habit changes that are effective for people in their journey to whatever goal. And so then you can refer them to this document or this, you know, piece of content you have, and then you can talk about it afterward. So it's even less invasive. You're like, here are a few suggestions that have worked for other people. Take a look at it and see if there's anything you want to work on on here. Boom, again, you've handed it over. And that can just be like a super valuable resource for you, for your clients. We're always trying to think of ways we can sort of add value to our client's experience. Having a list of solutions that they might be able to try, a list of habits that they might be able to change in varying, varying degrees of difficulty can be a really nice add-on. So uh, that just might be like a bonus thing that you could do. You could create sort of some kind of email newsletter, or you could create like a, uh, you know, a Google drive folder with client resources. And that could be one of the things in there. And then you could say like, Hey, can you take a look at this list and see if any of those things are things that you want to work on? And you could have one that's just for alcohol. And that way, if somebody brought that up to you and they're like, I don't know, I'm stressing about the alcohol. I'm like, you could, you could maybe even give them the alcohol-related habit sheet. Allow them to process it on their own so they're not in front of you like feeling like they have to bare their soul around some stuff that they might feel a little shame associated with or that they might not want to be so truthful on. And then you can talk about it later after they've had some time to process it. I think those are good... Options again. I imagine um, that you have a really good, and I would imagine that a lot of listeners have a good understanding of, of ways in which you can things that you can change about alcohol to to impact goals like less overall less caloric choices in alcohol, more water, um, attention paid to the foods that you're eating around then, um, the timing of your alcohol consumption, the amount um, of your alcohol consumption, sleep and restoration and all those things. So I'm not necessarily going to talk about the details of that, but this is more, just like I said, was about the conversation. So let's just run back through some of those solutions. I think that covers kind of the sorts of situations you could be in where you want to talk about alcohol. But if you have questions or anything afterward, you can follow up with me and then I can continue this episode if there's more to say. So again, you're going to need some more information probably. You're going to want to know about the consumption and and this is whether... Whether or not you're having this conversation is gonna depend on whether or not this is an open topic for you. But things that would be useful for you as a trainer to know is about the amount, what kinds, habits around, so food consumption around, water consumption, sleep quality, um, you know, lethargy post-hangover, um, needing to skip workouts, workouts not improving, all of that. Um, it, this is a reminder that you got to uh, refer out to an appropriate professional if it's a substance abuse issue. And again, that's going to be a delicate conversation and likely one that may involve somebody else and, and may not involve you as their personal trainer, but it's going to depend. And then ways in which you can talk to a client about alcohol. So if they have specifically um, and explicitly mentioned Wanting to change their behaviors around alcohol, you may be able to just check in with a question around how they feel they are doing with their goals around alcohol, beginning to open up the conversation. If they have not mentioned that explicitly, or you feel like it's been long enough where you don't necessarily want to be the person to bring it up, you can ask a question like, what do you think is the biggest factor getting in the way of your progress? And then follow that up with what are some of the things you think you could change. Putting the um, onus on them, allowing them to be the person to articulate what they feel comfortable changing. Then taking what they've said and helping them build habit changes around that. If neither of those options feel appropriate, you may want to talk to them about generally, here are some things that have worked for my clients before around habits related to food, alcohol, sleep, that help them um, get over a plateau and make progress toward their body composition goals or their performance goals. And you can either talk to them about it, this is a great opportunity to mention alcohol things, but also mention some other things if you feel like you don't want them to that to zero in on that necessarily. And then you could create a resource where some of this might be written on paper or might be on um, a newsletter or in a document on like a shared drive file where they can actually process this information in their own space. Take a look at the list or suggestions you have and then come back to you with what they want to talk about so that the sensitive conversation isn't happening while they're working out on the floor in front of a lot of people and not getting in the way of your workout time. These are just some of the options that may work for you and your client depending on where they are. If you've got more questions about that or any questions about any of these little sub areas, let me know if you've got more questions like this. What do I do if I have to talk to my client about this? Or what if my client is struggling with this? Those are amazing, so I appreciate this one. And if you have more, please let me know. Again, you can contact me on Instagram at foster underscore strength, or you can email me Betsy at bfosterstrong.com. I'm gonna let you go, I'm gonna remind you that if you wanna leave a review, please do it. It would be amazing and I'm appreciative. I thank you for listening, and until next time, do amazing things. Bye!